Welcome to this talk from the Canon Do Zen Meditation Center. Located in Mountain View, California, Canon Do's meditation practice is open to the public. For more information or to get in touch with us, you can visit our website at canondo.org. That's K-A-N-N-O-N-D-O dot O-R-G. Good evening. It's nice to see everybody tonight. Well, uh, I'm in uh, well into my holiday uh, vacation, and um, it's a nice uh, time to reset and be with family and to be with you all. Um, this, the time that we set aside every year to reconnect and be with friends and family is pretty special. And uh, to really have the time to share with people that are closest to us and, um, and to reacquaint ourselves with people. And I've had the opportunity to get up to my um, wife's hometown of Sacramento. Um, we, we just got back earlier today, but we spent several days there and um, my wife's been, um, you know, um, really close to her family. Um, they, all, both of her sisters came back and her uh, brother-in-law was there and his mom was there. And then uh, we had the joy of having one of her cousins um, relocate from Austin back to Sacramento um, after several years. Um, he's really like a big brother to her. Um, so I have a big brother too. So that's really nice. Um, we spent a few days over there because her parents' house was full with the other sisters and guests. So, but the Christmas dinner was lively and uh, people traveled from all over and we worked on a, a jigsaw puzzle. Like four of us spent a couple hours doing that, which was, it feels good. It feels good to be in an intimate group and close with, you know, people that you know, you've known for a long time um, where people take an interest and include uh, and notice and at, you know, at the same same time, um, even things like the traffic was seemed less contentious and uh, Sacramento is an easy town to get in and out of. Um, we watched a, a NBA game last night and that was lovely. And um, you know, it's just, it's nice to see the, also the diversity in Sacramento mm -hmm. and um, and to be with like people uh, who are smiling and uh, feeling good to be with each other. My, uh, my mother-in-law is an excellent cook. And uh, at the same time, she'll kind of ask me if I wanna work on stuff. So I got to make a salad yesterday and uh, uh, my my sister-in-law's brother-in-law's mom is nearly 90, but she's 
she's a, a good baker. So she made some cookies. Um, they're on their way back to Cologne, um, where my sister-in-law has been for about 10 years. Uh, so yeah, people are, you know, to some degree involved in their individual lives um, most of the year. Um, so we might not always feel those relation relationships in a direct way, but to come together and to accommodate um, each other and and to tend to each other and care for each other is pretty special. Um, it's also a time of reflection because um, when you see people in different parts of life and uh, with diverse views and um, lifestyles and um, um, you know, my the thing I, that's in the front of my mind is just you know how devoted um, my my mother in law is to like caring for everyone at mealtime. So you know the way she cooks and the way she um, serves people in that way is really um, special. And uh, at the same time, it's like there is plenty of time for hugs and. Um, warm conversation. Um, this is also the first year we haven't had my older daughter home for Christmas. Uh, I think she's with a friend in San Diego. Um, so with one teenage daughter, it's a lot easier to pay attention to everyone else, you know. Um, so it's a little bit of a less myopic holidays for me to be able to talk, try to speak German to Ursula, the baker, and uh, to try to understand the careers of, like we have a couple of um, uh, members of the family who are like HR, human resources managers and like what they do in their careers, like is much different than what I've done, but I'm, interested in in what they do um, my wife's technical career is important to her um, but we've made the health and well-being of of our kids uh, pretty important and uh, it's especially she's committed to them and um, you know she's also at the same time supported me in the past 25 years and and uh you know, I, I'm reflecting on ways that I can support her as well. But all of this, all of these relations are in the front of, in, in my heart and in the front of my mind, because, um, you know, when, when we're not working, which is largely, uh, for me, it's a series of problems to solve. Um, uh, there are There are people and there are considerations that are, um, more human centered, but a lot of, um, what I do is, is to try to solve problems. Um, but social work's not like that. It's, uh, it starts with what the person in front of you, what they need and, and, and that work's being done all the time. And so we're, we're in relation all the time. Um, 
but uh, it's been a it's been a year of change for me. Um, some things have shifted, like I like I mentioned with my daughter. I've been trying to stay fit and healthy, um, which I think is important. I've spent some time in Fair Valley in the last week, and I'm I'm a beginner uh, cross country skier, so I try to work on my on those techniques. And that's a sport that's pretty demanding if you get into the actually get into doing the techniques correctly and learn um, the different ways to uh, ski. Um, so, and that's a natural boost for my metabolism because if I'm up there and I'm skiing for a couple hours, you know, you burn quite a bit of energy, which um, I benefit from. Um, so yeah, the li life in the woods is, it seems to work pretty well for me. Um, but it's, it's also because it tends to trend towards, uh, a, a simple life, some simple, um, in its, uh, lack of, uh, clutter or problems, like I mentioned. Um, so I hope everybody can find something that works for them, um, and that they can live with and, and, uh, and I think, you know, my, my daughter's on her way. She's living independently, more independently, but um, I look forward to seeing her again. Uh, I think we're driving her up to school in, in a few weeks. Um, watched a, a few films, um, but uh, yeah. Not too many. I was I saw this new um, show on Apple TV called Spirited, and um, it was this adaptation of Christmas Carol, but it has Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds in it. And um, there's this point at which, like, Ryan Reynolds is sort of the Ebenezer Scrooge type character. It's, heavily adapted but that's he's that character in the beginning but he's like a motivational speaker and he says something to the effect of um people are basically lazy and they seek status <laughs> and uh and then he sets up this um conflict right at the beginning with the people he's presenting to i think it's like a, a christmas tree um convention or something um but the entire it's it's a pretty um it's it's a pretty fresh perspective on the christmas carol which is kind of one of those christmas movies that i think are appropriate for this time of year you know you you are reflecting on your life and the at least in the northern hemisphere it's dark and so there's more time um, to kind of review, um, to assess 
ourselves and our relationships and how things are going. Um, I think things are returning back to normal um, in, in the culture with uh, travel and um, with work and with school after a few years of things being a little bit uh, shut down. So I'm looking for ways to be active and to be in relation with, with others and to find ways to serve. I think when we, we move um, through life, we kind of move from, a, from starting in the beginning of being more self-centered to being more in service. Um, and I think I find that sustains us, but how to do that in, in a simple way that where we remain healthy and, and good for others and live a wholesome life is, is what's on my mind this time of the year. Usually I think about, you know, how we're going to, um, continue at Canon Doe and whether we're um, going to have shishins this year. Um, but I mean, everything else is pretty much open. The in-person stuff is happening. And um, yeah, I think things are pretty good. Um, and, you know, to be, I really appreciate my family and, and my friends and, um, you know, the, the, the proximity with which we can, you know, I can be skiing one day and, and with my mother-in-law, um, making soup the next. And, uh, you know, I just feel very fortunate, you know, to, to have that, uh, that connection. Um, There's some clarity of mind that we build with our with our practice, and there's some harmony that we benefit from being in sangha. So those those are two two things. Um, but um, I think simplicity is also pretty key, because if if we live in a world that's um, full of um, uh, elaborate things that are extra, then I think we miss each other. So I think that that's, you know, the good, uh, the good Christmas films that I've seen are usually like, they show how connection happens and how people care for each other and tend to each other. And um, yeah, I'm just interested in what, if you all have seen some holiday films or movies like that, 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 uh, resonate with you. Or you, we could talk about anything you like. It's not a big group. Travis. Yeah. 
Uh, a couple of times, a, a few times in your talk tonight, you talked about simplicity. You uh, talked about living in the woods and leading a simple life and simplicity. Could you say what do you mean by simplicity? As a, as a measure of our day, uh, less time spent in abstraction and uh you know if you if you chop down a tree and stack the wood and dry the wood and break up the kindling and uh wait until you are in a snowstorm um then you spend a few hours really appreciating the fire that you create and that's a human-sized activity that I, it helps me to live that way. So that's what I mean by um, the woods being, uh, you know, a, a good life for me. And I, I think it's also, you know, there's the potential for um, flourishing and, uh, and in our, in our world, like we don't, Today, we don't necessarily need to um, completely um, be off in a hermit-like existence because we have the kinds of uh, tele, you know, communication tools that allow us to do this. But um, this is just a communication tool. It's, it's not the connection itself. But, uh, you know, I think, it, you know, we could be we could be uh, living with too many distractions and, and then miss each other, even if we we're right next to each other. And a lot of my, a lot of my uh, year is, is more uh, prone to distraction because I have to work and I have to solve problems. Uh, one day I won't. And uh, even though I'm solving problems and I get um, occupied with them, um, you know, I'm learning to be able to step away and, and not have it um, t take a kind of uh, oversized importance. You know, some of that is, uh, remembering when we come back to see family that, uh, that our ancestors and um, parents and mentors and siblings have, have already figured out what's working for them. And it, it couldn't be, it could be uh, something entirely different, but, but that connection and, and being able to relate to each other is also simple and human size too is also simple uh, in the sense that it's not contentious and um, a, a, a work environment can be a competitive environment. And so then this relationships themselves are not simple. I think that's what I mean. Carol, um, Carolina is introducing, saying hello. Thank you for your talk. 
Sounds like you've had a wonderful holiday. Uh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, and I, I didn't know I'd be back to uh, Mountain View. I, I told you I was going to be gone for a few weeks, you know, the other day. And um, and then I found out that uh, Alice needs to come back for soccer practice. So we're here for another day or two. So and then uh, we'll go we'll go back up to the mountains. Okay. I remember some time ago. Well, I remember that you used to read a lot and uh, listen to books on your way to work and so on. And, and then I remember you saying that you wanted to um, uh, sort of cut back from all of that. I'm wondering how do you um, how do you feel about reading books now? I still read, but I've slowed down quite a bit um, because um, I found that uh, you know I I benefited from uh, just having less less uh, mental objects, I guess. Um, and then the what I do have in my mind, I can tend to integrate more. So what I what I read may be um, kind of like more of like mental material, but not to be confused with uh, with the the wisdom that you know helps you live a you know balanced life. And um, I think you know, that relationship between not taking, um, an, an author to be some kind of, um, uh, not to be, um, to be a reference, you know, not to be a direct, uh, representation. Um, because it's so hard to even describe certain things, you know, uh, we try, but, but, you know, in our, in our practice too, we come together and we, we see each other and uh, we relate to each other. And I found that to be in the last year or two, more of the way I get my information. Thank you. Hi, Travis. Thanks for your talk. I felt like I was basking in the glow of your family. I really enjoyed hearing about all of your relatives and your family and how much you enjoyed that. Um, I've always admired your brilliant mind and your ability to take things from books and integrate your knowledge of philosophy and religion and history and pull it all together. It's, it's very impressive, but I have to say, I'm much more impressed with the the Travis that I see that's coming from the heart and not as much from the mind. You, you seem so grounded and genuine and so present. And I just want to express how I so much appreciate that. It's really rewarding to have now, you know, many years with the Sangha and to know, you know, many of you and to know you, Diane, and uh, to feel supported in, um, in my community, which extends out from, you know, my family and my Sangha into my community. And um, I'm, I'm also more optimistic, I think, than when, you know, I was coming from my head more. 
Um, and so the, I don't know quite why that's changed, but I don't feel like it's a problem to be solved. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Hey, Travis. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, very sensitive to what you're saying about abstraction. And um, during the holidays, there's two things that came up that I noticed. Uh, I mean, when we as slowing down, um, <clean throat> one is um, the other night with some friends. And we haven't done this in a long time. We played a game called Idiomatics, I think it is. It's a word, you know, it's, it's just a interactive, you know, board game. And, uh, and we're guessing words and the younger people were guessing and, some people didn't think they could do it, but then they really excelled at it. And then other people really stunk at it and they thought it'd be good. And everyone's like, and it was just such a different experience than, you know, abstraction and so many other things that we are too, so busy doing. And then uh, another thing happened over the holidays. I was just, um, in fact, I was coming back from the Zendo on a morning and I was driving down a street and um, I saw a man on the side of the street always like doing a downward dog. I mean, I thought he was actually stretching and doing some sort of an exercise because, you know, people are taking walks and they're doing this and that. And, um, and but I kept him in my rear view mirror and I kept going and it was just a few block, a few houses away from where I live. And I saw all of a sudden he rolled over and I jumped out of my car and ran over and he wound up being a next door neighbor that I've never met before. Like he's been there for I've been here 20 years and I, I may have met him once before. I've met his wife many times, but he, he I don't know, he, he may isolate or something. I've never seen him. And, um, and he was just having a rough time. You know, he'd, I think he'd been in an accident. I, she told me and he'd had um, dizzy spells and um, it was, was groggy. And, and he was also really grumpy. I want to go home, you know, and he just went home and it was good. I mean, I helped, I walked him over, but I, you know, just, you slow down and things like that happen, you know, not, not the guy hurt himself, but you meet people and mm -hmm. in ways that, you know, I mean, I, I could have made, I mean, that's totally unexpected, right? As if I was going to work, I probably wouldn't have looked in my mirror. I'd have just been, you know, thinking about my meeting at, you know, eight o'clock, right. You know, so it's a different time. Yeah. <laughs> so he he was going through something emotional there. On well, I think it was that he actually fell down. Um, he was groggy and dizzy, and then I walked him into into his house. It was lit he's literally two houses down from me. And we walked in the house, and his wife Terry said, "Oh, hi, honey. Oh, Dan, you you know, hi." And I said, you know, he had a fall. He said his name was Fred. He could remember his name. He took me right to his house. I was sort of concerned. He's an older man. I thought maybe there was dementia or something going on, but he was just, he, she said, oh, he's been in an accident recently, a car accident. And he's, you know, recently, and he's just been really groggy and, and dizzy. I, he shouldn't have gone out on a walk on his own. There may be a backstory also, but, um, but it was just, I mean, it was my pleasure to help, but it was also a pleasure to just meet, you know, someone that I'd never met before is two houses down, right? And the wife, yeah. the husband of somebody that I know pretty well, she's been 
a realtor and helper to us before, you know, so kind of interesting. Well, two things, you know, come up right away when I hear what your the story is. Uh, but first, there's the problem solving, Travis, that comes up in <laughs> concussion protocols and, mm. um, you know, those kinds of like, you know, is this person getting what they what they need? That That's the kind of triage of social work, right? Like uh-huh. first, first, take care of like the, the most urgent thing. And like, uh, there's a expression in um, strategic, like more like military uh, theory, like about this, um, what Clausewitz would call like the fog of war, <laughs> but it applies to everyday life too, which is like things are happening and you don't really understand what's going on. Like health enthusiast and, and dot, downward dog at the stoplight, normal. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. And then, right. And then you, go, you go about 10 or 15 seconds down the street and um, then, uh-oh, you know. He's keeling over, right? It's yeah, just, yeah. Wow. And so that, uh, <laughs> I have to go help now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know, so, so now it's not ambiguous. So, that, so the fog of war, like the contemporary people have this acronym called VUCA, which is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And, you know, you, you live in that, that's life, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is kind of medium because a medium term, um, you know, in, a, in, a, uh, in a event where you're going from point A to point B and you don't know really wh- whether it, involves you or not <laughs> and then you see you see this person that is clearly struggling and now you have to respond appropriately and and that's uh that's that's a great story dan and you got him back into his house and and he, his wife was there to care for him yeah that's yeah good. <laughs> love that thank you I hope he. I hope he's well, and I hope you can. I hope you now, after twenty years, have a have a new neighbor that. That'd be nice. I hope I stay alone. Maybe yeah, I'll have, a, have a have a relationship with. Check yeah. in. It's a good point, actually. I should check back. Oh, um, David is uh, is asking to talk. Oh, hey, David. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Travis, for your talk, your description of uh, family life during Christmas. I was struck with the sense of gratitude with which you were speaking. Um, So I'm going to float the question, how do you take the practice off the cushion kind of question? You you talk about your problem solving, Travis, and now we have gratitude, Travis. What what do you see for the challenge going forward? I mean, Diane clearly doesn't want you to go back fully into problem-solving Travis mode. What do you see for yourself coming out of the holidays and going back to work? Well, I don't think that... um... 
a like overarching strategic view is necessarily real conducive to human health. Like if you spend most of your day like thinking about systems of how people should do the volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. I don't think that that's real grounding. So, um, you know, my my guides uh, are the people I know that have navigated this phase of life, and that would include Les and uh, my parents and uh, my mother-in-law, as I mentioned, I mean, she she just is a hero uh, every Christmas, you know. So she's cooking like it's amazing, and, and she's she's the unquestioned matriarch. And that you know that culture, the Filipino culture, is matriarchal and very heart heartfelt. So. My uh, my uh, recommendation is uh, hugs and and you know close conversation. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Umar has a hand up. Hey Umar. Hi, Travis. How are you? I'm great. Good, good. So, um, I believe it was yesterday or oh, day before. But day before, I think day before we just finished watching uh, Seven Years in Tibet, the Brad Pitt movie about mm -hmm. this Austrian guy who goes and spends seven years in Tibet. Um, and uh, it's on Netflix. It's going away on the 31st. If people want to catch it, you should definitely catch it. Uh, yeah. Really amazing movie. Um, it's about the Dalai Lama when he was 14 years old. And um, a great scene in there where he, Dalai Lama tells uh, this uh, Brad Pitt's character, Henrik, to go and build a movie theater. He said, go build a movie theater for me. I want to see movies. I have a projector and I want you to go and build a movie theater. So he goes to build a movie theater and they start, he has a plan and he's looking it over and the Tibetans are working behind him and they start digging and they start freaking out. And so we can't dig anymore. That's a why. The translator said they can't dig anymore. That's a why. They're saying that uh, there are worms in the earth and these, we can't hurt them because these are our ancestors. They've died and become worms. So, okay. So he, he's so, he's so puzzled. He goes to the Dalai Lama and smiling and he says, and you can see the look on his face. He's like, he has this look that, you know, this is really a stupid idea that the worms have turned into ancestors. He doesn't say anything, but he comes out and says, you know, they won't dig. And the Dalai Lama looks at him and says, um, I know you, and I know you can find a creative solution, you know, to this problem. So, and uh, he just goes back out and you see them digging the, for the foundations of 
the oh, yeah, the foundation of the movie theater. And then you see a line of monks sitting right next to the ditch. And they're picking up the worms and putting them in a bowl and carrying them one by one. You know, and the bowls are being carried from one monk to another monk and they go to another spot and they get put back into the earth and they're covered up very carefully and nicely. And it was just like you hadn't mentioned what, you know, you've seen. So it just, you know, I just wanted to share that. That scene just stayed with me for a little while. That, you know, it was just about even caring about the little things in life like worms was really important and finding a creative way to work around the issue it wasn't really a stumbling block but i just felt like sharing that it was really beautiful to see that you know finding the european and the, the eastern and the western minds are coming together and they're sort of working together to find a common solution amazing yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I have, I have seen that film. It's, just, it's been a, quite a few years. We have yeah. to check that out again. Yeah, it was really mm, very touching. Was like, mm -hmm. I even cared about the worms. You know, yeah, they were saying prayers while they, they were reciting sutras while they're taking, uh, putting the worms into the bowl and carrying them to another yeah. spot and saying sutras and putting them back into the ground and covering them up very gently and it was like wow yeah that's great yeah. we were in tracy on the way up to uh arnold that first you know week ago and and my daughter asked why do they have so many malls uh that are named like Valley, like the West Valley Mall, or you know, it's, you know. And I said, well, valleys are noted for abundance, and and I said, you don't you don't see many malls named like Vulture's Peak, mm. <laughs> and uh, because it was not many people would be attracted to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. you know the the mountains offer something else, and yeah. and, uh, and yeah. I remember then that in that film that uh, I felt a a great call to adventure. You know, it, yeah. I'm definitely associating with uh, with Brad Pitt's character. Although yeah. I, I can't yeah. remember the details. I just remember he's in the great, you know, the great unknown. Yeah. Throughout that film, you know, and yeah. alone. Yeah. He, he was alone, and he was finding. Uh, uh, people who would were connecting with them in new ways. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and the whole film is really interesting because it it's just journey of a man who just just full of ego, and he he goes from having this huge ego and being this famous, you know, climber from Austria and Germany and the time of the Nazis to just becoming this person who's just almost egoless. He just lets go of everything. It's a very wonderful, wonderful movie that way. Nice yeah, Brad, Brad Pitt kind of, he, he does those roles real well. I just saw Bullet Train a few yeah. weeks ago, too. And yeah. he's, he's, it's, a, it's an absurd, like, uh, action movie, but, yeah. um, 
but the whole thing is he's like a assassin that's in therapy and he's trying to be a better person uh -huh. <laughs> so he he says dude a lot he's like why are you attacking me and somehow he's absurdly lucky yeah. know, throughout the whole film um yeah. but he does that character yeah. very well yeah yeah huh. thank you thanks so much yeah. great to see you Oh, and he's filling in for Ryan Reynolds. That's the other thing that it's a spoiler, but it's a it's a mild one. Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be the one on the bullet train. Oh, um, one thing that, that makes me think about, you know, thinking back to Diane's question about how to um, relate stuff you um, kind of problem solved, or we might just say like more of the intellectual side. How do you like bring that back to the heart? Christmas films are one, but children's stories. You also like you come back for the holidays and you're like reading books to kids and you find that some of the greatest truths are in these like children's books um you can elaborate on it but the the wisdom is in there like the, the root of it you know is in there and that's pretty that's pretty great so dickens and hans christian anderson and Tolkien and you know these authors like actually once you're comfortable with like the ideas of those times, like you can enjoy simpler things because you, it's not like reading them as a person that's not aware of the world, but it's more like accepting of how difficult it is and how you can spend your time trying to uh, live in a, in a simple way that's good for others. But I'm also um, into the into the NBA this year, and friends and I talk about about that. And there's a lot of even though we live in different cities, or we may just get together once in a while, we can share stories on um, to we can talk about you know highlights and things like that, and uh, and that's good. There was like a few years ago, I was talking about this famous Alan Iverson speech about practice. And he was talking about practice, but he wasn't really talking about practice. And then about a month or two ago, it was like also the best player in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA. His team was kind of in turmoil, and he, he had a he, he said, uh, I wasn't getting good practice. 
and he was actually he was he meant it he's like i want to do shell drills i want to be on the court with my teammates and i want to practice harder and i i'm not proud of my team even though i'm i make tens of millions of dollars every year it means nothing because i don't feel like we're practicing hard enough and uh You know, popular culture is uh, literature, sports, art. Um, it gives us an opportunity to talk about things that we otherwise wouldn't be able to express as well. Because we're not really just talking about, you know, basketball when we talk about the things that inspire us. Or mountaineering or any of that. It's, it's about connection. You have to share and you have to care. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a Christmas movie. Okay. That people may not know about it was the original um uh ad ad adaptation of uh, truman capote's christmas memory that was on tv many years ago with geraldine page as the as the lead uh, and uh it it, it was readapted years later but if you go to youtube i put it in the chat okay you can still see that original TV version. It is so sweet. It is still my favorite Christmas movie. Okay. Thank you for your talk. I, I loved hearing from you, and I love seeing all these faces on the Zoom. I miss you guys. Nice to see you, Janet. Thanks for the recommendation. I'll check that out. 1966, huh? Uh, yeah, that's about right. All right. It's one of those Hallmark movie, uh, Hall of Fame TV shows or something, but it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah it says it's an Emmy winner, so it must have been uh, well-received. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Like my uh, uh, my wife Ray and I, for many years we would watch Love Actually. That was one that we watched a lot. Um, and then when I was a kid, uh, there was uh, It's a Wonderful Life that would come on. We'd watch that. Yeah. It's pretty classic. Yeah, and there's a great um, uh, Christmas. Uh, the, the Scrooge movie, the best Scrooge mo movie, I think, is uh, the one with George George C. Scott. Oh, yeah. Which, do you know that one? I know that, that one. That's yeah. my favorite of that. Yeah. That yeah, that's a good one, too. It's a good one, yeah. <laughs> this talk was brought to you by the Canando Zen Meditation Center in Mountain View, California. For more information or to support this podcast, go to canando.org. That's K-A-N-N-O-N-D-O dot O-R-G.